Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 191 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, our guest is in the hot seat. Usually, Marcy is doing the interviewing, but today, the tables have turned. From being a high-powered businesswoman to wife and motherhood, Marcy is here to talk about her relationship with alcohol and how she found ultimate freedom and clarity. This is such a great episode. Let's get into it. Marcy, how are you? What's going on? Hello, Jessica. So great to be here. Thank you. Yes. Where are you located? I am actually in New Jersey in Bergen County. So I'm about 25 miles north of the city. Amazing. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So Marcy, I want to get into like your incredible book, of course, and your TV show, Wake Up With Marcy. But first, I want to back it up a little bit. I want to talk about your relationship with alcohol and how you identify today. And if you could give us, I like to call it your BS story, your before sobriety story. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's a long one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're here. Let us have it. Let us in on the goods. Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess I'll start. The first time I had a drink, I was 12 years old yeah. and I had gone through already trauma in my life. My mother's an alcoholic. Mm. There was abandoned issues. Um, There was some physical abuse from one of my mom's boyfriends, which took me to my grandparents' home. Mm. And uh, I expand on that in the book, but there's a lot of reasons Mm. why I ended up there. So I was at my grandparents for about seven years. My mom ended up getting remarried uh, mm-hmm. because my mom, my dad was out of the picture when I was about one. So uh, she got remarried when I was 12. And I thought, 
he was a knight in shining armor. Like he offered yeah. everything on paper. And I thought we were going to have now this wonderful life that I'd always dreamed of. Right. My mom, my dad, yeah. stability, like it was going to be great. So they had the wedding at my uh, grandparents' house and I drank champagne. Mm. But that wasn't abnormal because my mother always drank. So it was, I was always around alcohol. My grandfather always drank. So I was also always taught like, like for instance, I, I always tell this story. Like I was about eight or nine years old. I had a stomach ache. My mom was having like a get together at her boyfriend's house at that time. And I said, I had a really bad stomach ache. And she said, here, have some of my margarita. Uh, that'll help you to go to the bathroom. And then, yeah, and then my, uh, I was a really bad time sleeping at her boyfriend's house Mm. and she would give me half a sleeping pill. So, yeah. So at a very young age, like I was introduced. This was just normal for you. Yeah, it was normal. It was the answer, right? Right. But now we're having fun. We're celebrating. So big deal. I'm going to have some champagne. Sure. Right. So I was put to bed that <laughs> afternoon and I, I don't even think I got in trouble. But what I yeah. did realize is that it was an escape. Right. So mm-hmm. I really actually was grateful for that feeling. But I was also still excited about life. Right. The prospect of the new life. Yeah. So I move in with my mom, my stepdad, and then sexual abuse started. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so I was groomed and all these things happened and then I was sent on a trip and it, and really I wasn't drinking down during that time but yeah. Uh I will say in 7th grade uh I did start drinking and it kind of that really kind of became my default. And that was my mm-hmm. default throughout my life. Uh right. until I quit drinking in 2015. I had a very uh, tumultuous road. Like I would have these highs and lows yeah. Um, yeah. when I was in my early 20s, um, 19, 20, 21. I found the club scene and, you know, I was drinking. I was experimenting with drugs. Right. Um, and and then I ended up getting a pretty two DUIs, like really Oof. close together around my 20s. So I was introduced to the program, the 12-step program, um, and I did quit drinking for about three months, but I went back into it because I wasn't really working the program. Right. And um, I was young, right? So I was just- Yeah, and you probably didn't have an appreciation for it. You're like, oh, I'm just fulfilling my court duties and we'll move on. Yeah. Right. And I I did wonder if I had a problem because I was always comparing myself to my mom and this and that. but. I was like, I'm not like others in the rooms and I'm young and I just had a bad run and I got caught and other people do it and they didn't get caught. Mm, so, yep. Right. Yep. So I got I caught. Did, yeah. So I continued using alcohol, but my life actually, I, I got through college. I went to the Art Institute of Houston. I started working in the television industry. Yeah. I was getting promotion. I, you know, I had relationships, um, almost got married, then I moved to LA. So I went from Houston where uh, I started in the industry and born. And then I went to Colorado uh, with Prime Sports Rocky Mountain. And I was the uh, 
program manager for Prime Sports Rocky Mountain. And then about 18 months later, I moved to L.A., ultimately became the director of uh, on-air promotions for FX, and I got married. So life was good, right? I made it pretty damn good. You were killing it. I was, and I was on my road to to being vice president. And wow, but I was still going home and drinking, and I was not of really a clear mind. And I still had all my trauma, right? Uh, and I ended up, uh, like I said, getting married. Yeah. Had my first child. I retired from the industry. Um, And I just, I still never thought I had a drinking problem Mm -hmm. because I was always, interestingly enough, I always was watching what other people were doing, Mm -hmm. comparing myself. That was kind of like my way of keeping myself on the, on, I, I, I guess what I would call on, on the, that level of acceptance and of drinking. Right. right. So, yeah, if that was accepted that that other person was doing that, then I'm. it must be acceptable that I'm doing it. Right. right. And it also yeah. depends on who you're surrounding yourself with. And, you know, I you've think got we this, all do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, we all kind of use everyone else as a gauge of like, OK, what is like the normal level or what, you know, what, what's acceptable? where are we at tonight? Yeah. 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 Yes. Where are we at? Where are we yeah, at? Yeah, definitely. And so I did that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, my husband was always kind of saying something about my drinking, too. But I was mm-hmm. always like, well, he's no fun. You know, he just is, you know, he's he's an executive. He's a hard ass, you know. So right. <laughs> um, I really didn't appreciate what he had to say because sure. it wasn't in line with what I wanted. Um, uh-huh. Right. So yeah. so then. We ended up moving to New Jersey and that was about 18 years ago and I had my second child. And so now I had two children and was stay at home mom, very involved in the school. But I, when I turned around 40, there was this passion of mine reignited where I, when I was in my teens, I wanted to be a model. Well, I did this little fundraising, uh, uh, what fashion show and I walked the the catwalk right and so yeah. it kind of like reignited this thing for me and oh by yeah. the way I was pretty drunk that night too but <laughs> right because I had to have the liquid courage of course so, but so now I get in front of the camera and I have no self-esteem yeah no self-love it is like a terribly hard industry to be in the roller yeah. coaster rides crazy and I'm being judged all the time. So yeah. now my drinking like really goes off the charts, you know, mm. off the rails because I'm using it to audition. I'm using it to to be in the gigs. I'm using it because I'm resentful at home uh, mm. because I can't get trained correct, you know, appropriately. My husband's working all the time. Right. So my drinking got to a really, really bad place and I ended up getting a, a DWI. And so what I'm 53 now, so I was 46. And that was when October 3rd, 2015, my last drink. Yeah. October 4th, 2015, I admitted that I was an alcoholic. Best thing I ever did. The weight of the world came 
off my shoulders. I was hiding, drinking. It was like I was living in lies. It was right. like a really, really hard time in life, horrible yeah. time. And um, I don't know. It's like the, I, honestly, like the weight of the world came off my shoulders when I admitted yeah. that I needed help and that I was an alcoholic. And yeah. my husband embraced me. Mm. And it was like the first time I really felt love, like yeah. real love, like not dirty love or what I was trying to find in all my relationships, right? right? And validation and not knowing who I was and realizing I was living in this victim, victim mentality. So that yeah. was my relationship with alcohol. And the last seven years has been my healing journey. And it's been just, it's been hard as hell, but it's been the best gift that's ever given been given to me. Yeah. Hard as hell, uh, definitely describes a, a lot, a lot of it, yeah. <laughs> but definitely yeah. worth it. I have to ask you, you know, I feel like, especially for women, every kind of like 10 years are big milestones in our life. So like mm. when you're 30, when you're 40, you know, yeah. how you described your forties and like having two kids being a stay at home mom, you know, you used to be this like high powered, like executive woman, right? right? Like doing all right. the things. Yeah. And now you're like switching gears. You're like this whole different person. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like at that time in your forties, do you feel like you almost kind of lost a sense of yourself? Yeah. I was still always driven to want to do something. Um, right. While I wanted to be with my kids and they were my whole world. It was like the first time I'd really felt love and, and, uh, unconditional love. Right. Then I yeah. wanted to do, I wanted to give my kids everything I didn't have. Of course. For me, there was something missing. Like mm. my work validated me. Right? right. And, and so, and my husband was never home because he had this high power job in, in the, uh, entertainment industry. And I right. felt very lost. I felt very alone. Yeah. Uh, perimenopause started. So, you know, I had like a really, really difficult time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, now that I have a clear mind and think about it, I also attribute my drinking elevating during that time dealing with the perimenopause. Oof. Uh, yeah. Cause I also, I mean, at that time I had to get on antidepressants because I was literally like the world was crashing around me. Yeah. Um, it was, it was really hard. Like my life was, I had created the utter worst case scenario for myself. Like right. could it have gotten worse? Yeah. There was even sure. more than it, but I almost lost literally everything in my life. And I realized while I was sitting there being so resentful and mm. saying, um, at that time, I, I mean, I didn't like my husband. I didn't, I mean, I lived in this big, beautiful house and this big, you know, beautiful neighborhood and right. and like this wonderful life, but I, I had no happiness. And what I've realized that was myself. That was right. so much that I needed to heal for myself instead of trying to do what I'd always done. And that was lean on everyone else to try to make me happy. Mm. And so I learned totally. so much. Yeah. 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 And that's what I always did. And how can you, how could someone else make you happy when you're not happy with yourself? Well, I mean, they can't. <laughs> mm -mm. 
They can't. And, and that's a lot yeah. of pressure for someone else. Like what That's a heck now? of a lot of pressure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I wow. always did. I always looked to other people, especially guys, guys who were priority mm. to, to validate me. And I always tried to become whoever I thought they wanted me to be. I was always yeah. trying to change them and mold them into what I thought I wanted them to be. Sure. Um, but really it was me that was lost, you know? Right. So speaking of your, your healing journey that you've been on, how do you go and rectify this? Like, how do you make Mm -hmm. yourself happy? Yeah. Uh, That's a big question. (laughs) And honestly, for me, what I just, I, I feel like it's honestly a miracle that first year in AA. Yeah. uh, The hardest, the hardest. I mean, I had to be all in. Mm -hmm. I had to do what I was told. I had to surrender completely. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that surrender to me, surrender to the program and surrender to my higher power. Mm. And I had just gotten to a place where I was so ready to do it. And you got to be ready. You got to want it. Yeah. No one can make you do it. Right. And Mm -mm. um, can't do it for your kids. Can't do it for your family. And that's the, that's the hard part. Exactly. Exactly. And so when I, I'd always believed in God. I mean, I was raised in the church and I, I understand organized religion, you know, be afraid of the big scary God in heaven and all of those things. But spirituality and and surrendering surrendering yourself it that's not what it is right it's it's yeah. really surrendering to the energy and love that surrounds us and I ultimately believe that God my higher power is that ultimate energy of love mm-hmm. and connects us all and I. I prayed to Jesus in the little chapel at my AA meetings. You know, they would have them like in the like little common area. And I'd go into the chapel and there was a picture of a little sheep and, mm. uh, and then the stained glass of Jesus. And I would, I would pray that I will be your shepherd if you would help me through this. And, yeah. and, and if, you know how they're always saying like, he's listening. He's listening for you to surrender ultimately. And that's one of the things that I had to do. And I had to meditate every day. I had to do my gratitude jar. I had to do all the tools that I was taught. I had to find things that would help me during my cravings. And one of the big things for me was olives, believe it or not, and grapefruit juice with uh, salt on the rim. Those things like you know, it's interesting, like, when you can find these things with these cravings, you know, some people go to sugar, or whatever right? it is, like those things helped me. Yeah. Um, along with all those move a muscle change of thought, like those things really, when it, there was, I remember one night, my, my husband was out of town, the kids were asleep. I'm mm-hmm. watching a movie. It's like a Friday night. I mean, I'd be drinking, right? Yeah. That's, I'd be Naturally. drinking. And, Right. And so now I'm watching a movie and of course the trigger comes, the thought comes to my head, the craving comes. Mm-hmm. Now, how, how would he know? But I knew. And so I knew I needed to get up that, that one line, move a muscle, change a thought. I got up and I went and got my big book and I just mm-hmm. started like 
reading my big book and, and the craving cravings only last for 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, usually. Yeah. So you get up, you do something, you go for a walk, do something else. You can only think of one thing at a time. Yeah. So, you know, these are things that I just had to do repeatedly. And you, you know, you wake up that alcoholic, untreated alcoholic, and I had to do the things that I was taught. And yeah. for me, it was meditation, prayer, uh, the readings, um, all those things. And I also gave myself grace in the afternoon and I meditated, took a little nap and at yeah. night the same. And gratitude was huge. You know, that gratitude shift, shifting yourself to a gratitude mindset, life-saving for me. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's so funny how, how you say like, just just the things that helped you when when those little triggers come up. It's just so funny. Yeah. Mine is like driving. You can't, yeah. you can't really do or you shouldn't be doing anything else <laughs> while you're driving. Right? Right. So right. especially if you're, you're anxious, I found like when I had anxiety, driving, yeah. having to focus on the road. Okay, like, where are we going? How are we getting to this destination? Just snaps you like out of it, out of yourself. Right. Right, right. Right. That and that's because right, you're now you're thinking about that. Yeah. So what whatever it is that helps you through that. Yeah. Uh, because wow, when those triggers come and then you think, yeah. wow, you hit the milestones, right? Like the 90 meetings, 90 days. Like I had to commit to that. Yeah. Then I thought like that I thought something like miracle was gonna happen in those 90 days. And it doesn't, right? Like right. I did I did get on that pink cloud they talk about. Okay. Yeah. Um and changing then, the world. 
<laughs> yeah. And then at a year, wow, I don't know what I thought was going to happen. I thought, I oh. guess I was going to, right? Like I woke up yeah. and I thought, wow. This is it? I was kind of let down. Yeah. Know? Oh, totally. At three <laughs> years, I'm like, I'm like, okay, three years. This is yeah. it. I got it in the bag. Like everything's going to start rolling. Literally the opposite happened. It's like life is doesn't work like that. Like life right. isn't, I thought, and this is just, I don't know why, but I thought I was like a saint, right? Like I've yeah. done all these great things. I've been so good, mm -hmm. right? Like I haven't drank. I've been like my best possible self. Right. I should be rewarded for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not how life works. Life is not fair. Right. It just isn't. But it's also like, what are your rewards, right? Where it's so, yeah. right? So, you know, starting to enjoy the journey, mm -hmm. realizing that life is going to happen. Shit is going to happen. You're going to have yep. to go through those difficult times. But it's like, it's all that mindset. Like, what are you getting through those bad times? Because right. the reality is you are learning something. And yes. then what's, a, what's abundance? Right. What's abundance? Like I live an abundant life. Right. Well, an abundant life doesn't mean you have to have the nicest car in the driveway. Right. right. It's it's learning. And that's what I'm talking about. Like the gratitude for me. Yeah. Finding those little things to think of the gratitude and abundance. And then I'm now a big fan and believer in like manifestation, law of attraction, universal energy work. Yeah, I listen to Abraham Hicks all the time. Like, I don't know, somehow I found her and that was at the right time, right? Like yeah. it was brought to me when I was ready. And, and then through. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off you know, just kind of like what you're talking about, life started like happening. Mm -hmm. Things started like popping up in my head and I started acting on them after a while. Yeah. Scary stuff, Get you know, like creating my talk show, writing a book, like all these yeah. crazy things. 
Um, Tell me I about the talk show. Like, how did that? Okay, so that how did that even come to be? Show. Okay, right. so I'm. I get out of the industry because I realized being in front of the camera was not good for me. Sure. And uh, so I had a friend that helped. He was like a production guy and we did one of our first gigs together. And he had a few years later and I'm about now, I don't know, nine, nine, ten months sober. Okay. He had transformed his garage into a full studio. And he could do everything in that studio. So I was like, you know what? Let me help you get clients. Because I know a lot of people in the industry. I know a lot of people in the community. So I bring this woman in. She wants a talk show. So we start talking about this. I'm going to bring in the guests. I'm going to go out and and figure this out. Bring in money to the show. Well, that was the seed that was planted for me. Because Mm. I started getting the guests. Then they started doing some shady stuff behind my back. And right. So I was like, all right, I don't need them anymore. I'm not doing this. The guy keeps trying to hijack the meetings, take the money from me, my ideas, what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, I can't do this. And so it, because that seed was planted, it was at the time that FaceTime live was uh, Facebook live was taking off. And so now let's say, Let's say that was 2017. And so I just launched with my phone, an idea and Facebook live starting to, I interviewed my friend and she was an entrepreneur and I just decided that I was going to launch this talk show. And what came out of it was this talk show called coffee with Marcy. I was interviewing entrepreneurs, nonprofits in the community. It was giving the entrepreneurs a voice. It -hmm. was giving the people in the community uh, information about these new businesses or businesses that were, were popping up around us. Yeah. And it really took off. Like people, like the show grew. I started, Wow. You know, creating content for people. They were paying to be on this show, Coffee with Marcy. Right. So I uh, did that for about a year. And this guy had come into my life, my experience, and he wanted to put me on a streaming network that he had launched. And he told me about the show he was going to be doing on TV. And I said, well, it's funny you say that because I've been wanting to do this about a year in my sobriety. I've been wanting to do more. I want to help people more. I'm I'm living this joyous life. I want to do more. So I launched the talk show, Wake Up With Marcy. uh, And that was sharing stories of hardships, triumph, to spread hope. And now I've had the show, Wake Up With Marcy, for about five years. I'm nationally syndicated now. I'm on uh, WLNY TV in New Jersey. Where are you? I'm in Vancouver, Canada right now. Oh, you're in Canada. Well, yeah. I mean, the way you can see it in Canada is um, on YouTube, right? So YouTube yeah. is Fantastic. national, global. It's like everywhere, right? So I yeah. mean, I'm on, I'm on YouTube. Uh, wake up with Marcy. And then during my experience, I got this idea of I'm really big into um, tarot readers. And yeah, getting my messages through tarot. Yeah, and so it kept coming up that I was going to write a book. Okay. And like me, read a book. Like I used to think I was 
a shell of a person. All I had was that when I looked like on the outside, I'm so stupid. I was the most critical person of myself. Yeah. Now I have a talk show and now I'm going to write a book. Are you kidding me? I what? That's amazing. Right? <laughs> yeah. My, my book is called Chaos to Clarity, Seeing yeah. the Signs and Breaking the Cycles. So like I was telling you, the spiritual journey was really huge for me. I started yeah. seeing so many signs from the other side, mm. being guided by my angels from okay. the other side. Yeah. Uh, like dragonflies are huge for me. And yeah. this is like in every logo of my. Yeah. So like when I moved into this new house after a year of sobriety, hundreds of dragonflies showed up in my backyard. And oh. I I know. And I never saw them again. So when I decided that I, 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 I was like, OK, God, I'm going to write this book. I go outside on my yeah. patio. A rainbow appears. It's not raining. It hasn't been raining. But a rainbow appears. What? I have two doves that fly and sit on my rooftop. And a dragonfly comes by me. Insane. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. No. Yeah. I mean, and as crazy as it sounds, like... That's what I wanted to give the gift to everybody through my book also is like seeing these signs, opening up your eyes to the guidance because we're like so shut off from uh, the joy and the guidance that is all around us and what we're supposed to be living. All right. And these vibrational tone, like we're way down here in anger and fear and shame and guilt. Right. And getting yes. up to this higher vibration of of love, serenity, happiness, joy, right? Mm-hmm. That's where that's where your highest abundant life sits. And right. that's where all of this starts coming in and the signs that are there for you. And whether it's a loved one, your guardian angels, your ascended ma- masters, like there's so many angels, archangels, you know, they're, they're always around us. And yeah. also breaking these generational crazy cycles that we've just been crapped on Oof. and we're supposed to just make it work on our lives, right? Like breaking those cycles. How do we do that to get the next yeah. generation? Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you definitely need to be have clarity in order to even see these patterns yeah. and these cycles. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And and then you can yeah. actually like address them. That's why I think, you know, there is a misconception of like, okay, well, I'm going to stop drinking and everything's going to be like perfect and fall into place. Right. Actually, that's not true. That's actually yeah. when like shit just like implodes. Yeah. Right. And then it's not your feeling. You're not, you're, you're yes. right. You're not happy in it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're able to like see, it's like you have this bird's eye view of possibilities and opportunities. Yeah. And let me tell you, those steps were life-changing for me. Mm. And I'd been to therapy all my life, but there was nothing that, nothing more beautiful than what came through those steps. And I would... I mean, I, I wish that for people. I mean, I talk about what I got from each one of those steps in my book. Yeah. I wish those things for other people, because even if you, you're not an addict or an alcoholic, like there's right. so many gifts in those, in those steps, I believe. 
Yeah. I mean, it's really amazing what happens when you have structure and action together, mm-hmm. right? It's, mm-hmm. it's really nice. And I, and one of the things like we've learned also is like building our lives on that very unstable foundation. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I always envision that. And that's what I had built. I'd built this whole life, but nothing was stable at the bottom. And mm-hmm. then it all came crumbling down. Yeah. And now I've just been rebuilding this structure that is finally stable. Yes. And so I, I love the, the, the idea of that. And yeah. it's true. Mm-hmm. What do you think contributes to that stable structure, that foundation for you? Well, I had to find myself and self-love a hundred percent. Self-love is where yeah. it all starts. hundred percent. You can't, yeah. you can't do anything without self-love. How do you find self-love? I know. Like, how do you personally find it? Like, how do you, how did so you kind of come to the realization? Yeah. Cause it's different for yeah, everyone, so for right? Me, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, really for me is finding out who Marcy was, is, mm. uh, doing a lot of inner child healing work. Yeah. Uh, that was very important to me. Um, I, I went to places that could help me with inner child work. Yeah. Um, I went to um, a lot of like, you know, these women organizations, they have these um not conventions, but you know, like they have these retreats. Yeah. Um, also meditating on, I mean, on YouTube, you can find all of these meditations with inner child work and, yeah. heal, he, you know, healing from your past. And I think you have to heal from your past to be able to build any, uh, stable foundation and, and and forgive your past, forgive yourself, forgive the decisions that you've made in your life. Yeah. Um, recognize that your past doesn't define you. Mm. Um, and, totally. you know, and also, yeah, like I talked about that. Th- what I recognize also is that through my, um, the abuse, I started living a victim mentality. Mm. And so with that victim mentality, it was everybody else's fault. I took no onus right. for anything that I did. And so I had to learn my role in things. Right. And once I started learning my role in things, I don't know, it was amazing how it opened up my eyes. It allowed mm. me to have empathy for other people, see other people's sides, have yeah. uh, you know more positive conversations with people, Learn how to have conversations with people because I grew up in a home where everyone just blew up. Then you pretend it didn't happen. Right. Just sweep it under the rug. Exactly. So how are you supposed to convey your feelings and learn how to forgive and be forgiven and get to a better place and find solutions? So, you know, there's a lot of layers that you got to go through to find that self-love. But once you start getting those little sparks of it. Yeah. And I also think I remember the first time I said, I love myself in a meeting. I was embarrassed because Mm. I felt like it was kind of an ego driven thing. And I had to let go of that, too, 
that it's not. Mm, yeah. You know, it's I it's beautiful to love yourself. And and with self-love, I was able to really allow someone to love me, which was my husband. Yeah. And allow myself to love him. Because yeah. I realized I didn't know how to love anyone either. I'd been shown that love was so dirty. So it was like more like sexual to me. Okay. Uh, right. So I didn't really even know what love really looked like. And yeah. so, you know, I think that there's a lot in learning about that too. Definitely. It's like a lot mm-hmm. of learning and unlearning. <laughs> so right? much unlearning, right? <laughs> it's so much. And it is, I always say it's about rewiring your brain. I think yeah. about my whole, all of my insides, my brain, my heart, uh, you know, our nervous system, everything. And I visualize that through my healing and how things are restructuring themselves Mm -hmm. in my, in my mind. And I've also, I've started learning about the science behind it and realizing Mm -hmm. that whether it's a a behavioral addiction, uh, where you're not taking a substance, whether it's sexual gambling, eating, whatever, or if it is a, a substance, they all come stem from the same place. And that's our reward system and those dopamine hits, right? Yep. That feeling of there's a, how good we feel when we first do them and constantly going after that feeling. Yes. And then our brains do truly rewire themselves because our brains cannot cope under, they can't deal with the amount of dopamine we're hit. We're hitting ourselves with. So yeah. there is so much science behind it and rewiring yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Marcy, where can we find you on the World Wide Web? Yeah. So uh, uh, please check out my book, Chaos to Clarity, Seeing the Signs and Breaking the Cycles, because I wrote this book to share, uh, first of all, the chaos, how my life began. Mm-hmm. And I have interwoven educational tidbits through that to help people to identify uh, their story with my story and maybe Mm. help themselves. And then how I got to clarity and started changing my life and that self-love that you're talking about and all these tips and tricks and resources and ways that we could do that, a lot of action items. So please, if you're going through a hard time, not even just alcoholism or whatever, I hope you will check that out. And that's on amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. And you can find me at wakeupwithmarcy.com. Check out my website and you can find out where my show is and all my segments. And, and hopefully you'll subscribe on wake up with Marcy on um, YouTube. And uh, of course, social media, I feel like it's just like so much information, but <laughs> wake up with Marcy, yes. you know, on, just on Google Instagram. wake up with Marcy. You'll get her. Exactly. <laughs> that just, you know, I try to uh, share inspiration like you do just trying to help change people's lives and let them yeah. know they're not alone. Love that. Marcy, thank you so, so much for sharing your experience and knowledge. It's been such a great conversation. Yeah, thank you so much. I just absolutely love this conversation with Marcy. It just really reminded me that it's never too late. It's never too late to change or do something different. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback about the podcast. We love to read your comments. 
head to asobergirlsguide.com where we got your back at any stage of your booze-free journey. Head to asobergirlsguide.com for tips and tricks along the way from our Sober Girls Social Club membership to group coaching. Dry January group coaching enrollment is now open. Head to asobergirlsguide.com to sign up today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Bye.